Hello and welcome to Wrestle Opinionated. This is our weekly podcast all about the great shows of AEW. We are your hosts. I am Morg. This is... Bumping Headache Matthew Strange. And this is... Oh, sorry. Can we start again? I fucked that. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep it. Just roll. No. No, I'm that smooth. No, carry on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, we don't edit. <laughs> We're not editing that. Let it ride. Let, Let it ride. Come on, let's go on. So what you boys been up to? Apart from <laughs> fucking this broadcast. I've got more first. No, you want to tell everyone about your plague first? You got plague? Yeah, I've, um, you know, the, the missus had uh, the illness, which gave her the bumping headache and fatigue, and I took care of her for two days, and you guys came over and we saw you, and she was in the corner, and now I've got it. Oh, good. I can't wait to have it myself. So, yeah, news oh, for you, Mia. You Great. He's normally the one who gets ill first. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, it's been total war. Yesterday was just lay on the sofa with my... This is, won't mean a lot to anybody who doesn't know Warhammer or Total War, but I'm doing Ickit Claw with best friend Thorgrim Grudgebearer, and we're, we're running the world together. It shouldn't uh, happen. Scorps <laughs> and Skaven don't get on. Hello, honoured friend. Yes, best friend. It's been great. What about you, boys? Uh, mostly a bit of battle tech with the missus, because she really likes giant robots. So that's been my the video game, not the board game. Um, Chad's play the board game from 1983. Dungeons and Dragons Online. So it's been a week of playing varying games. Wow. We're so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so this might be the first time you've listened to our podcast. And as such, you won't know that we have a tier list, which is how we review and give our scores for Dark overall and the individual matches on Dynamite. Now, a very ill Mr. Strange is going to explain our tier list. We've uh, we've gone without an exciting uh, theme this week, just due to the fact when I was trying to be creative the last two days, my heads were bumping. So it's uh, a common known tier list. It's grown in popularity from Japanese computer games and their school system. It's known through YouTube channels now. Um, and it's a good way to assess things. So that's what I use because I'm a fucking weeb. Uh, we build up from D. We don't go any lower than D. D is the worst match I expect to see. I'm playing on my phone. The story's not there. The wrestling is bad, and I don't care. And then, <laughs> what did that rhyme? Uh, then we rock up to a C. C is what I expect an average match to be. It should be good. A C is good. I believe that would be a Meltzer three stars. I, I don't speak actual ratings. Oh, don't bring Meltzer into this. <laughs> Meltzer. Me Magoo. Me Magoo. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we've got good wrestling. We've got story there. Everything's there. Maybe the story's a bit weak, but the wrestling's phenomenal. Maybe the story's great and the wrestling's just all right, but I expect to be entertained and good all the way through. Then we rock up to a B match. A B match is you know, just good, strong, really strong. You don't look away. Uh, once again, maybe one aspect's exceptional, but the other is still good or great. We're looking at a match which you actually care about, but it hasn't quite blown the level off the episode. Roll into an A match. This is, uh, I suppose, your equivalent of the five stars uh, from the meme ratings. Um, 
a match is just phenomenal. You don't take your eyes off it. Maybe you're surprised by getting such a great match out of nowhere, like Phoenix versus Alan Angels or Trent versus Kenny. Uh, any Marco uh, stunt match, according to Melka. Or backhand you into the <laughs> fucking sun. Um, yeah, great wrestling, great story. Everything's there, and we've had a great time. We've not looked away from TV. Then we go into the fabled S-Rank. Uh, S rank is obviously the uh, the Goku Blue of wrestling. It's those phenomenal moments you get very rarely. Those moments where you sit and just fucking take it all, and you're like, "This is beauty. This is art." We've had to give ones from different promotions. Uh, well, and this one, obviously, we've got the uh, books Kenny Omega tag that was fucking phenomenal. We went on about that for ages. In Dubs E, I mean, I gave it to the Boneyard match and stuff like that. Uh, I imagine people who actually know Dubs E could pick a serious match for that. And Lucha Underground, it's obviously Pentagon versus the Black Lotus Triad, which I talk about all the time. So that's our scale. D shit, C solid, B good, A great, S amazing. Boom. I've still got enthusiasm, I just can't think. WWE state of mind. The WWE S match, I think, has got to be Taker, Michaels. WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, fair. That's the end of the big that's, story one. Yeah, yeah cool. That's, Good that's... work, Z man. Yeah. Don't call me that. That's what you are here. You are our Z saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, onto that. Uh, news. Do we have any news this week? Austin Gunn is healthy again. I'm Hooray! Apparently he was taken out with a torn PCL in January and he will be... Uh, he will be back to uh, wrestling soon enough, which is great. There is no crowd. There is only Austin Gunn. There is no crowd. There is only Austin Gunn. Uh, otherwise, we found out a bunch of people who won't be going to AEW. Because um, a bunch of them. Some of them. Yeah, Slammiversary last night. Uh, they had a bunch of secret wrestlers. They showed up. Eric Young, Gallows and Anderson, who I really thought were going to Japan. They are uh, going to Japan. They've got an uh, open contract where they can go to both, mate. Oh, delicious and yeah. EC3. Yeah, so, that's the um, bomber there for me, but you know, yeah, no, well, we'll come more into that shortly. Yeah. Anybody else got anything of note? That's pretty much all I found out. That's no. all I could say. The 90 day clause stuff uh, is the most interesting. I mean, there is the other option is now the 90 day clause is up. There are other people that may service in AEW, I think. The one we're, Zach Ryder. The one we're yeah. most expecting is Zack Ryder. I can't remember what his, because obviously he won't be Zack Ryder. He'll be his real name. But off the top of my head, I cannot remember it. No, Ooh. I can't either. But Did you all see the interview, uh, the comment that apparently was said to, I can't remember if it was Gallows or Anderson from Trips about going to AEW before no. the Rona. No. Uh, Trips apparently was like, now, I know you're thinking about AEW, but you've got a family. And just remember, the WWE will always be here. What? Kick them out? <laughs> yes, mate. <laughs> oh, I know Trips wants to do his best. You know, I kind of feel sorry for Trips because I feel like he's in a position where he wants to be not the shittest asshole ever. He's a bit of an asshole, don't get me wrong. But he doesn't want to be this S-tier shit that Vince is. So, you know, he's trying his best, but he can't do it, you know? Apparently, AJ's had a rant about it, so I wouldn't be too surprised to see AJ leave at some point. Can he's been AJ everywhere leave? else. Like, he's kind of stuck on this flat earth. Can he make it back to Japan or not? <laughs> Japan exists on the flat earth. Okay. Look, 
He's a great wrestler. He, look, he might be a flat earther, but he's a great wrestler, and he basically founded the Bullet Club. Yes, so, he did. You know. No dimes, Stephen. <laughs> no dimes, Devin didn't find it, did he? No, no. <laughs> uh, Devin's great, but he ain't AJ, is no, he? No, he ain't. Um, so I think, that is that all of our news? I think yeah. that is. So we move on to... Ah. Oh. Was that something else, or was that you just having a heart attack? No, no, I was just going to go, I'll roll into social media then, because all my planned social media <laughs> was based like around uh, <laughs> based around EC3. Um, yeah. So yes. I've tacked a little thing onto the end. I'm still going to go through EC3. Hi there. Yeah. Listening to this podcast, do you like wrestling? You should go to Ethan Carter, the third, slash EC3, slash Essential Character, the third's uh, Twitter page. He did a promo for every single indie promotion. There was one for Impact, one for Ring of Honor, one for AEW. Not that AEW really counts as indie, but you know what I mean, non-dubsy. Um, then he did like this fucking cool Undisputed movies. Uh, like a hand little trailer. Of him going to like a little underground wrestling thing. It was fucking baller. Uh, so I'm hoping he's got an open clause and we'll see him in dark or challenging Cody or something. Uh, yeah, it's really good. This promo game is phenomenal. He looks immense. Just He looks like Yuri Boyka. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? He does look like Yuri Boyka. He does. Just Google him, kids. It's a, a, a terrible, to, with surprisingly good for film, Russian prison fighting movie. Uh, undisputed. It's awesome. Uh, so yeah, hopefully we'll go watch his promos. They're phenomenal. And then like me, you can sit here going, maybe he's got the open clause and could show up anywhere. And that's why he did the promo, uh, to each company, which would be very clever on his behalf. Uh, other than EC3, I'm going to shout out Ricky Starks cause he responded to my missus on Twitter. After <laughs> he said he'd stole my heart and he was like, possession is nine tenths of the law. So apparently I belong to Ricky Starks now. He's really interacted with his fans as well. He, he shares, uh, Things about old wrestlers, new wrestlers. He shit talks people in that arrogant way. I think he's great. So, yeah. EC3 for the promo work and praying. Ricky Starks for the joy we've got to come with hopefully Ultimate Team Taz. I also love how the EC3 thing was so beautifully shot. as a, a bit of a cinema snob. It's just fucking Bit. phenomenal what you can do. On... A wanky film man, Nick yeah. Muir, approves of these programs. It's just beautiful seeing these guys doing like segments and stuff that look like they come from a proper film, and they've got probably like a GoPro and an iPhone, and it's just amazing what you can do these days, basically. It just makes me happy. Social media is the promo platform yep. of the time. Oh, I think that's... Get yourself over. It's how, they... it's how we got A-dubs. Yeah. Basically, get the being the elite sections. Yeah, you got Zack Ryder, and then they got being the elite, and then you got AEW. Yeah, don't forget though. Don't don't get yourself over if you're in WWE. God no! Why would you uh, do that? Because then your girlfriend gets stolen. No, then your girlfriend kicks you in the nuts, and then Kane chucks you down a a ramp in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Why not? Oh God. <laughs> So, moving on, it is review <laughs> time. And as always, we start off the week with BTE being the elite. What did you guys think of being the elite this week? Oof, it was long. That start contract thing, uh, I probably would have found more amusing if it didn't last for like 20 minutes of the 30-minute episode. What I know it wasn't... to say about it, but uh, yeah. I, I loved Kenny's line of, we don't even like wrestling. That made me fucking piss. Um, 
the thing is, the low-key acting of Hangman is fucking amazing. Like, Kenny's fantastic for your panto-over-the-top acting, but Hangman is an actual actor. I'm going to say this. He's real good. Artsy film wanker Nick Muir here, too. No, he is. He's got constant body language stuff going yeah. on. He actually taught... He's, he's probably the best actor out of the elite. I would say so, yeah. I think he's got chops there. He's got real good acting chops. I think you could, like more low-key subtle acting it's like he's an actual actor instead of this panto wrestling acting sort of thing uh welcome to this acting uh acting i podcast. also love the bit with uh uh going on about the drugs when the kenny's pushing the fucking powder oh. on that was beautiful this is stuff Definitely. all the boys in new japan are on it ain't mate we all know what the <laughs> boys in new japan are on there's some buff boys they're very uh, buff boys there. Uh, I've, I only noted on a few things. I'd forgotten that bit until you... How about Statlander and John Silver? Because well, I, John I want a bootleg Chuck Taylor action figure. Um, as soon as that joke came up. I think that wasn't the best of the Dark Order skits we've no. seen. It was still pretty funny. And it was nice to see uh, yeah, Chris could have, yeah. could have been tighter. But the Chuck Taylor action figure brought me joy. <laughs> it's been lonely through lockdown uh i wasn't with spanglish uh this time until the scene cutting and the just ridiculousness of the scene cutting and then the flying shoe shitness made me yep. laugh it's not the best spanglish but i enjoyed the ludicrousness of it just because i think santana and ortiz are just cheeky happy dad types and um they don't get to show that on the actual no, show all of this healed don't they whereas they're like slightly cheeky nice guys in uh bte and we all know what go on who was caught with at this time because i've got a note about it but i don't remember who said it who was caught with i've got it, a bit of a brain fart i think it was hangman oh it was with hangman and it yeah. was just the comment of you think you hit harder than ishii that made me piss <laughs> <laughs> no one hits harder than ishii except for ibushi on next yeah I think I think Ishii is Morg's anti-wrestler. I think if Morg watched a match of Ishii, he'd just melt like he opened the cock of the Covenant. Mate, it's everything you disliked about the last Lance Archer match taken to taken to a point where I hate it. Yes. Um, and then we get to the best scene of it. The uh, we all know what the ad- <laughs> we all know that was fucking immense. Uh, uh, the Dark Order have shot up in BTE sections. They are the best thing in it. Brody Lee not breaking his character, but still it's doing beautiful. the ludicrousness makes yeah. it. Who the? There's the fact he's the only one who knew who Griff Garrison was. Who the fuck is Griff Garrison? It was one paper. <laughs> but for all of the mediocrity and things I didn't quite get in it that would keep that like yeah. it's like a medium C that section at the end was an S rank section of comedy for me I knew the joke when they went in we I knew, knew it was, it was going to be a Griff Garrison joke but it still hit pissed my pants mm-hmm. like proper old I think you could watch the last five minutes and not miss much from this BTA and still have a great time yeah which I assume your bits are uh, the same as ours, Morg. Surely you are, you feel oh, the yes. Dark Order. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good. It's, um, I, I mean, we said it before. I think, how do AEW keep it? We've got to stop saying now that we don't like people when they arrive in AEW. We've got to but just we've got keep to, we our don't know. shut. We've got because... to have our opinions because then we can show that we change our opinions when someone does something right or this we is... change our opinions to lower if they've annoyed us. It's, this, you know... this is fair, but... 
if we listed off the people that when they when they first started AEW were like, no, I don't like them. And that shows that we can grow as people, though, Morgan, instead of going, <laughs> oh, no, I don't like that guy because he wrestled a nine-year-old kid 20 years ago. So I'm just going to say more on this later. Yeah, me. exactly. Yes. Um, <laughs> more on that later. So moving on to Dark. Uh, so what did you guys think of Dark? What was your overall score for Dark? We don't bother giving scores for the individual matches. Um, uh, go on. I do have a comment I want to make at the end, which I must remember. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, 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 I'm going to do a quick spin through. Spin through on, yeah. Uh, Women's tag. Uh, Nightmare Sisters. Versus... I still hate Resh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loathe her with a passion. I'm sorry. You just hate uh, her gimmick. Let's be, let's be fair here. You don't think her wrestling's bad. You're Rapongi yeah. freaking this. You hate the gimmick so much you don't like the wrestler. Yeah. Um. Okay. My my first comment is that I do hope that Blade, you know, Ali's husband, yeah. uh, made that picture of QT. That would bring me great joy because I could see him sat at home making it with glue, laughing to himself. Yeah. <laughs> How ludicrous it is. Um. Ali needs a bit of work. Uh, that dusting uppercut is great. I love the fact she's doing it, but yep. it needs to be a bit smoother. And she had the slowest crawl to tag Mate. in the world. Yeah. God. Monte seems all right, which is good because we're going to get more of her. It just, it just didn't pop though, did it? It's just like carrying on of this story, you know. It's treading water. Bit they're working a bit better together, just waiting for the inevitable betrayal, you know. I'd say that Brandy was better than Ali in that match, and that's a rare were... one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my final comment on the match is: I hate Roche again. <laughs> um, so it yep. was meh. Morg, yep. you're our women's expert watch nxt and the other things it was all right <laughs> moving, on. Hate Roche? moving on moving <laughs> on um, i'm not I, I don't like the way she moves around the ring i appreciate she's playing her gimmick the entire time yeah it makes her look stunted it's a bit too doing. indeed um yeah i uh, like diamante um she has led to my pop of the week but i'm sure we'll cover that later yeah <laughs> yes that was that was doing a picture of them without masks on them they look like different people so that's a good oh, that's yes but not... diamante or as i refer to her ah the cut price budget ivalice yeah, it's just Ooh. when you're playing that fighting game and both of you want to play the same character she's the alternate skin it's fine okay. It's or the, it's like in Mortal Kombat, it's Sub Zero Scorpion. It's, yeah, yeah. It's the be. last. It's the last level in the original Mortal Kombat before you fight Shang Tsung. <laughs> Shang Tsung. No, sorry, before you fight Goro, you had to have the mirror match. Mirror match, and then you had Shang Tsung who turned it to you anyway. Because why weren't you playing Scorpion or Sub Zero? Right, Starks and um, Anthony. Uh, I, I am in love with Ricky Starks. His music is baller. He's a douchey tweener. Wasn't the smoothest of matches, was solid. Starks is always in character, and the Romero special into a slam was fucking awesome. His finisher yeah. was great. I love him. The match wasn't perfect, don't get it me wrong. Great, but you know. But I'm I'm seeing all the makings of a character I'm gonna love, and I think he's got um star potential. I think he's got it. I think he I think he'll be dimes in the future if we're gonna bring that in. Uh well bring your dimes in. Okay. I love that too. 
Uh, Robert Anthony, though, I just don't like his face, and this is a horrible <laughs> thing to say, but I just don't <laughs> like his face. He's an action man friend alone. <laughs> he is, he's like a budget action man, and it really puts me off. You've got your action man toy, you've got your action man jeep, and you're like, who's going to fire the machine gun in the back? So you buy the £8 action man's friend, and yeah. that's what he is. He's good, he's just... Yeah. Oh no, it's nothing against him, he's a solid wrestler, but... It's just like me or a shade. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope you two are on board with Starks as I am because Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will... I think that he's gonna be really good. I think he's he's definitely got it. Like his match with Cody was fantastic. That was a bit more subdued, but you know, he wasn't fighting for a contract then, so you know. Um, so thought, yeah, yeah, I thought it was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. It was the first, so the thing I wanted to comment on. I'm saying I'm going to comment on at yep. the end, but I'll comment on it now. Is there were a couple of matches in this where, and we've stated with the problem with Dark at the minute is we've known who's going to win when the yeah. when they come out, but there was at least two matches where I wasn't sure who was going to win during the match. Yeah, yeah which, I thought that helped yeah. a lot. That helped, and this was one of them. Um, yeah, who are they going to push? The rising sort of more known indie guy, or this homegrown giant dude, you know. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, and it wasn't even that. It was just the matches were were the match was in the case was was quite solid. There was a lot of give and take, um, and so you felt like the guy you thought, oh well, he's not winning. Yep. Oh, yeah, completely. Oh, yeah, well, this feels like it. it was easy to get drawn into the match, and I believe uh, if you carry on, that there's another match that was very similar. Okay. Yeah, we've had a few different, uh, decent ones in this. Well, not not necessarily the best matches, but you oh, know, no. it's a bit more interesting. But yes, yeah. uh, Spears promo was all right. It did oh. cut off early. Oh, he's look so evil! Oh, look at him go! Look, we'll get Goofy Spears back, and I can I can be in love with him again. But yeah. at the moment, Spears has had to be put on the shelf because he's I not. I did like how they were actually explained the different ages of the glove of like yes. who's worn it. That should have been before the you know, reveal of the glove. Or the but reveal you know where it's literally just after. Yes. Or on his, dynamite. His, yeah. On dynamite. So people dynamite. know what's going on. Yeah. But it was EW is largely marketing to the younger, not you know, more progressive, uh cruiser weighty indie fan people. We're not marketing you know I'm I'm prob we're probably on the age like limit of people who are watching this show as an active thing. If I I don't know about glove from 1973 Southern Territories, just yeah. explain it. But put it on the fucking television show. Not yeah. everybody watches Dark. I mean, we do. We love wrestling. We like AW, and we do a fucking podcast. Yeah, but not yeah, everybody's kind of in this to. situation. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of you know not our job, but it's our, our weekly hobby. Yeah, um, you can't expect every person who's watching wrestling to do that. Like if I was an NXT boy as well, and I was watching NXT and uh, A Dubs, I, I I don't know if I'd fit Dark into my week. No, you know, it was the thing you dropped, wasn't that? So yeah, well, I'm going to say should have been on Dynamite, and I'm going to roll into the uh, the next one because this is get more evidence. We need a trios league, and yeah, my right. new my, my new sponsor, my new uh, my new champion to be in the future, my new Paul big Wardlow. guy. My Wardlow is in this match. Oh, so um, Jobbers versus the Dark Order, and then fucking Will Hobbs the Slab came out again. Fucking Dirk Man Meat with his chest made of cement. Hey. 
And I was like, this is a man I can get behind. And then they explained his tragic comic book backstory. And I was like, holy fuck, this is a man I can get behind. Uh, he threw people... Would you like off. to explain his comic book backstory? Or should I? Because people need to know this. Um, so, Will Hobbs, when he was a child, uh, was accidentally in or around a, a shooting, if I recall. That is and correct. His brother leapt in the way of a bullet to save him and died saving him. And uh, because of that, he's dedicated his life to being like a wrestler sports person in like honor. Um, and he's so hench. And, and he's got uh, great power moves. Let's be honest here. He's got some solid power there. Uh, <laughs> overall, as opposed to just gushing over Hobbs, I'm going to get into the match. Uh, Three, four, uh, and five were fantastic together. But we Great trio that. team. Yeah. Great trios team. Um, this was I didn't the know... other match that I yeah, could have gone didn't, either way. Know, didn't know who was going to win. It was the, these two. Yeah, no, completely. Um... I know the Captain Dean has put up uh, the potential suggestion of him and Hobbs as a tag team, and I would watch the fuck out of that. Um, yeah, also, they'd be... Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it was a, a, a solid good match, not the best. Um, Beaver Boy's finish is a bit weird. Moves are solid, didn't know who's going to win. Hobbs looked like a fucking beast with his speedy power slams and shit. This was shit. my favourite match of the night, to be fair, on Dark. It was yeah, real it was, it was. It was good and strong. I'd recommend people watch this just to see what some of these wrestlers we've seen squashed can do um, and do. see some of the yeah. new talent that's coming up. I, I mm. am here for a fucking... Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw team. I yeah. am fucking on board for that. And exactly. I think Alan Angels goes really well with the Beaver Boys. Yeah. Um, yeah, solid. Brilliant match. Uh, well, not brilliant. Good. But, you know, lots of potential in this match. Uh, Nakazawa versus Stunt. Wasn't feeling it. Uh, I don't like Powerful Marco. Uh, I hate Powerful Marco. I really do. Uh, um, Michael Nakazawa needs a bit more variety in how he does his comedy. Like how Yano mixes it up a bit more and there's crazy sequences where other people get him. He's I just, just Yano you've got at home, mate. He's just not as good, unfortunately. As I, much as I like Nakazawa. Didn't feel this match. I, no, wasn't, me neither. I wasn't with it. Morg, do you, are you positive about the Nakazawa stunt match? Uh, I'm getting a bit bored of him smothering his pants on people's faces, to be honest. It's yeah. just the same stuff. Like yeah. Three jokes. We talk I about. The, yeah, I no. prefer the oil because there's more you can do with the oil yes. thing. We talk about Yano a lot, who's a wrestler in NJPW that's a comedy wrestler, but he has different skits. Like he's always trying to sell his DVD to you. He'll always attack you with the rim rope instantly if he can. He's got a million props in his pants. Yeah. Tape. He'll yeah. tie you yeah. up outside the ring. Like there's Just literally. Look, look. Look at Moxley versus Yano. Yeah. Watch Moxley versus Yano. It's fabulous. It's a great Yano match. is the comedy wrestler who has a 50% chance of beating anyone. If he was in the fucking dubsy back in the day, you could put him against John Cena, this little chubby man with a fucking pants full of just various tools. Places. And he would have a 50% chance of winning. But you could also put him against, I John. don't know, you could put him against Scotty Too Hotty and he would only have a 50% chance of winning. You yeah. never know. Um, oh yeah, then we had Pierce and Pete versus uh, Luther and uh, Serpentico. Yep. Um, I've been sort of defending Luther from his first couple of matches where he was all right and how much he it makes me it laugh. It makes you laugh, yeah. And it it's kind of it's it's wearing off now. Yes, it is. Um, 
Luther is proficient in Serpentico, though, uh, which was interesting. But I don't know. Pierce will get a push in the future. He's a great-looking guy. He's got proper he's wrestler. He's got the wrestler look, ain't he? Big, handsome, bearded man who's like 6'6". Yeah. Six, six. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's literally him. all I took away from that match. I don't even know who won. I assume it was Luther and Serpentico. Serpentico is improved now he's stopped using coloured streamers in the beginning bit and using the white streamers was so much better. How do you mean? Do you think um, his strange strings apply to his power level? Oh, less, it, less clown coloured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. just looked better and suited the, the characters. I more. get you. I get you. I was just. Uh, Bravalon. Bravalon versus Jurassic Express. Uh, oh no! I make a note in this as well. I noted this is solid and actually a good match. I had a good time in this it one. It was a solid match. These guys did, have got chemistry. I'm going to uh, read out this note because. Luchasaurus, and I wrote this on the day the episode came out. Luchasaurus always does that duck under a tag team move, yep. uh, roundhouse kick. One of the other tag team duck, he hits the one in the other head, then he kicks the other one and choke slams him. And Jungle Boy always does the double tope. And I noted this after watching Dark at the start of the week. Otherwise, it was solid, a little bit clumsy at the end. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Actually, quite good. I love Bravalon, and I think they're great. And at this point, I had no anger with Jurassic Express, uh, other no. than that, that was a little twitch, shall we say. Yeah. The cracks had formed at this point, I think you would say. Um, so, do you think... So, originally, I, I thought that the Bravalon future storyline was obviously going to be them against each other to see which... To, to, to get the one of them who is the worst, the one who loses that match. Do you now think, and, and I think this... If there was a crowd, this would certainly be the way it would be going. Um, yep. Do you think it's now heading towards them getting their first win together as a tag team? First win versus the Young yes. Bucks. And I think that's a better evolution of the story than keeping yep. them hate it. Because obviously that, that, that got dragged on and became a thing, and then Corona yep. held on. They could either drag on them trying to beat each other for another couple of months and we'd get sick of it, by, but by evolving it into them being this sort of... I think that's a better arc, if I'm honest. I think it'll go down the way of the Young Bucks trying to help them because they're helping them this time, training them, training them, and then the Young Bucks will get arrogant and fight them and they'll beat the Young Bucks. I hope so. Yeah. I think that would be good. So, yeah, um, I am I'm, I'm very invested in the Bravalon story. I am very invested in that. That's one of the, story, uh, the stories that I find the most interesting on Dark. Like, I feel like they could bring a few more stories in like that into Dark, make it a bit more interesting, but it's on the up. I'm going to say it's on the up, and it's been a lot better the last few weeks from just the jobbing, the, the fucking squashing that we had for, like, three weeks that was just ludicrous, but no. We've still got a comment on the finale, Cage versus Pillman. I'm just going to oh, read yeah. my comments out to you boys, and... Uh... You know, see what you think. My first comment was, at least he's uh, putting the FTW on the line. I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. I, I'm pretty sure they'll sign Phil Pillman when he gets free. Uh, he's a good next-gen yeah. old dude. My third comment is, oh, God, I want two belts, Brian. <laughs> he just lifts people real easy. He does. If his lats get any bigger, he's going to be able to sail like a sugar glider. <laughs> 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 Sorry. 
Fucking <laughs> Manta Brian. And my final comment is, oh boy, I can't wait for Mox to have two titles. So I was wrong in several occasions. Otherwise, the match was all right. It was a mid-tier yep. squash, Pillman versus Cage. They fought each other a bunch. It was all right. It was solid. It was very solid. But Mark it was all right with some cool things if you like wrestling. Like, if you're actually interesting and want to see where teams are going and some of the stuff, it's it was you know better it was a little bit about interconnective tissue today this time so are we saying a c i'd say yeah i think it's a c it's got a few lows but a few highs and a lot of intrigue that actually caught my eye so i think it's a c i think it's worth a watch but you know don't be worried if you play on your phone a bit yeah don't feel guilty if it's on in the back So we move on now to Dynamite, and this week it was Fight for the Fallen. We had Taz, JR, and Excalibur on commentary to start off with. We opened up with Cody with Arn versus Sunny Kiss for the TNT Championship match. Cody wins with the crossroads. What did you think of the match? What score did you give it? I've just got to say, Sonny didn't miss a beat with her cheerleading. You know, she used to be a yeah. cheerleader, and he was fun- fantastic with the girls at the start. Yeah, but, mate. Uh, yeah. This was solid, and um, I've got I've got a couple of criticisms. I know uh, yeah. Nick probably more critical than me. No, no. This was one of the matches I thought was on the yeah. better. It didn't start well. The fact that something went wrong with that first slingshot uh, off the ropes move, where yeah. suddenly just sort of crumpled. That that was our opening, but it was solid otherwise. I quite a good. Um, I really like that it was the more serious Sonny. I think they played it really well. You know, yeah. there weren't any ass moves or anything like that. I thought it was really good for a main stage. Like more heel was... Cody because he lost his temper because he yeah. underestimated Sonny. Exactly, yeah. Like, they they pushed themselves to their limit to really give Cody a push, and I thought that was really good storytelling. I really like that bit. They have a lovely 450 splash. Uh, I gave... Uh, I did criticise the not counting the pin because Cody was half under the ropes. I mean, I wasn't even sure that was a rule. This is AEW, and I did it was intentional. If it was intentional. That is a standard wrestling rule. It is, but AEW doesn't have rules, Mark. Let's be honest here. No wrestling <laughs> company has rules unless they are required at that moment. 100%, mate. 100%. You know. Um, that that is just a don't know if that was wrestling rule. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the indie hug at the end of it. I know it. I would have preferred. Yeah. I'd have preferred Cody to be a bit more aggressive at the end. You know, a bit more stomping off to show these. You know, he was pushed a bit to his limit and he got a bit angry with himself. But that may be just. Uh, I think because I watched uh, Cody wrestling to uh, like uh, speaking into Sonny's ear um, yeah. afterwards because there was a couple of weak moments. There was the missed slingshot. There was a yeah. really weak turnbuckle toss. I get the feeling because you're going to be if that's your first big like main stage. Uh, you think of he was men, just trying to go. Yeah, mate, you did fine. You know, hey, right, don't worry, things yeah. fuck up. Like yeah. I said, I, there were fuck ups. I gave the match the match a B. It was good. I had a good time. I got to see a bunch of different things. Could have done with a bit more story building up to it, but obviously it's an open challenge, so you yeah. can't have too much story building up to it. And there were just a couple of noticeable weak spots and things I found that took it down from being like top tier. You know what I mean? I also thought it was a B myself. What did you think, Morg? Uh B. Um, it's the B-Ring General. He criticizes you on board with us. Yeah, there it is. He is it's, our B-Master. He, he is the B-Ring General. Um, you you don't get below a B with a Cody match so far. No. Um, I didn't mind the hug at the end. I thought it was... Um, 
now you've said that that it could have been more the don't worry about the mistakes or the yes. are you all I'm, right from whatever oh, I'm 100 yeah. all right with the that. other the other that. side though so, so me and the raptor both that we really liked it because we liked the idea of cody when he's in the ring is dead serious and almost oh, no. his heel but he's still actually that nice cody baby face so when he's doing his ring. great yeah. cody promos when he goes in and he gets his cheer but in the ring he is that championship means so much to him that he will do he will wrestle much more aggressively so yep. i saw it slightly differently and i actually really like oh, no, that that's completely fair i like the hug but i'm gonna go the other way uh he uh he'll ring cody is the real cody and face hugging walking down to the ring cody is the it's fake fast. one yeah <laughs> yeah i'd say so did he hold up four fingers for uh, himself he? at some point with her i didn't see it but he probably did so following on from that, we had the Lucha Brothers versus FDR. FDR win by roll-up after pulling Fenix's mask off. Uh, before we get into the bit that comes afterwards, what did you think of the match and what score did you give the match? Uh, I obviously went in with super high hopes for this. I'm uh, being won over by FTR, and yeah. I, we all know how much I love the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that in their arrival, the Lucha Brothers, uh, Penta, and they did the same fist bump to high five fuck up they did last week so i think they must have seen it and intentionally so done, it, done it again yeah it was beautiful i uh, want to... brothers did... go on i want to play the butcher and blade in some sort of video game i don't care what it is preferably like some sort of street fighter sort of side scrolling <laughs> fighting game but i think they would be perfect characters it'll be no, in the 16 bit aw game that is invariably yeah, going to exactly. happen that would be amazing uh, I think uh, Lucha Brothers did seem a bit rusty at the start for me, and there are a couple of weird slips. Mm. Uh, I do also, it did also look a little bit like the Lucha Brothers started a bit rough on FTR. They were potatoing um, a bit, it felt, didn't it? It did feel like that, but I know FTR have actually like done some shoot interviews where they've sort of shit talked to people who don't follow like, uh, yeah, Lucha, follow the rules, and yeah, they're. Cornetti bros and Cornetti I, bros. I, I would agree with that if you know luchador tag team wrestling wasn't older than american tag team wrestling yeah i mean you can shit on their uh, traditional rules all you want but they did have it first yeah they did invent Sorry, this guys. guys you know uh no hair ftr is the better wrestler but hair ftr has the better high spots don't you <laughs> have your a... notes dax bold <laughs> dax better wrestler Cash better high spots. Cash strong. Yeah. Knees up jump sequence was fucking baller. Um, and the demasking I thought was really clever, and I quite liked it because it showed that the, that they were going to yeah. go like more healy. And then obviously that got played after. I gave it a B. I wasn't. I, it didn't quite cross into A territory for me, and that's what no. I was expecting. Uh, I was I, disappointed with this match, but I still gave it a B because they're fantastic and, you know, they were good, but I felt like more should have been done here. I wrote B slash A, crossed it out and put B. Yeah. No, no, that's <laughs> completely fair. Um, to do with the demasking, I think it was really smooth, like fantastic oh, okay. work. Yeah. I don't know how he managed to do that. That was fucking great. But on the other side, you're taking this to 11, boys. Where do you go from here? 
You've already demasked a luchador. Well, he didn't. Yeah. He, to be fair, they've both had their masks pulled off by varying people at varying times to win matches. Oh, yes. We, oh, we've yeah, seen they, it in. We've seen it in Lucha Underground, but it's still, you know, it's a is high that, you stomping. It is the greatest year of dishonor. In it, also, it also means that FTR can be kept with um, Lucha Brothers for a short while on the side. Yeah. Not because you guys, I said it before. Um, I'm pretty sure I've said it on the podcast. Um, FTR Young Bucks has to have a crowd. You cannot have that match yeah, yeah. until you can have a crowd. But, and you have got to pad this as much as you can. And then you don't pad it by moving it on to the ending where they lose the truck instantly. Well, FTR can um, can get their feud with the Bucks and yeah. uh, the Lucha Brothers after they've had their single title match, been defeated and gone back down into a different ranking. But Sorry, more on, more that, on that later. later. <laughs> more on that later. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the other thing is, I was going to say, is I think one of the reasons why we, we said that we were disappointed with this match and then gave it a B is because I remember joking to the, uh, the Raptor beforehand as I was writing my notes going, shall I just write the A now? Yeah. That's what and we that were all thing, we, Yeah. yeah. Um, so then Young Bucks come down, super kick Butcher and Blade, uh, get uh, the truck back. Kenny comes out with beers and FDR pour beers over Kenny's head. Thus setting up. And then they did fours. They did um, do the fours again. And Woo, then they four. did fours. I, I quite like this because this is literally what I said when I was like, Kenny was just being a knob. He could have just said no beers. Yeah. And then he yeah. brought them down. I was like, oh, good, Kenny. Well yeah. done. And they're uh, like, no. We not give it. It was a clever way of making sure that Straight Edge Kenny didn't have to drink a beer, I, I, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. just fill a bottle with fucking Yeah, you can be filled with anything. Um, but I think they gave the car back too, uh, too early. I think Butcher and the Blade in that car showing up with the Lucha Brothers was fabulous. It was the best, it was the best uh, entrance apart from the best friends, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, I quite like this. Uh, Ruth didn't get it, so, you know, it's not all me. But I was like, ah, oh, look, they have shown completely their heels in this one now. They did they did the four. Tully Woo! was in the four. Tully in the crowd. Um, yeah, no, it was solid. It's just all a bit blatant. Do you think they could have, like, five minutes of live TV without somebody flashing the fours? Or do you think the TV channel would just break? Four. They've four. got five possible horsemen. <laughs> Yeah, someone's got to go down. Yeah, no, I, I, I was down with that section. Yeah, I, I think you could have booked this a bit longer. I feel like you've jumped the gun a bit, but I don't know. know. I think that having the butcher and the blade and the Lucha Bros with the truck, yeah. I think is it. If they still got it in a couple of episodes' time, would we be turning around and going, "Yeah, it's time they stop doing that now"? It makes no sense. They haven't got the truck back. I don't know. I don't know. Every how time you... I see Doctor Fucking Robotnik, Robotnik, the butcher, sat in the front of that car that he properly, you know, any of the other smaller people could be driving that truck, but he's properly hunched over with Pentagon and Blade on the back, going, "Woo!" I love it. Fucking, it's I could watch that. Yeah, they best buy their own car. Yeah, they need their own wacky. So, they need so, a fucking. There you go. Mexican. Um, People who listen, we need a gif for Matt of the butcher uh, driving the truck into the <laughs> arena on repeat for Matt to just sit and watch. I mean, it's better than some shows out there, let's be honest here, boys. <laughs> so uh, we then have a Jericho in-ring promo. He tells us there will be no rematch between him and Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy comes out, puts the thumbs down, 
dumps orange juice all over the inner circle. What did you think of the segment, and did you give it a score? Who's going first? Uh, you go first, mate. Okay, uh, I think I'm probably the most middle line person on this. Yeah. Uh, I don't care about the ratings war and demo gone. Oh, I felt God. Yeah, what cringy what? and cheap as fuck. It wasn't the best Jericho. Uh, the orange juice from the sky gave me what I would kind of describe as the sensible chuckle. Um, oh, I kind of giggled to oh. myself. It's so sports entertainment. It hurts. It when the when the towel got up handed over, the towel was the beautiful. Don't that get was, me wrong. The stinger was, of the towel made it. That was the perfect punchline. I just yeah. think this joke could have been condensed down to about half the time it was on. It just went you, on. Then and you, then you had you the could cackling see Mark go and God knows what else. It was just like, oh, so we can get that. We'll do that bit next. That's, yeah, that's okay. we'll, we'll, we'll go back. We'll go to we've written somebody laughing at our own joke afterwards. Uh, yeah. I, I'm down with the joke. Should have just been more concise and closed down. It was all right, Nick. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like that Orange Cassidy has his own theme music. I know it's such a minor thing. I may sound like a nitpicker, but he's meant to be this lazy sloth that does fucking nothing. So why does he have his own theme music? He should go back to just having the best friends with his name bad uh, on you it. You know. You know when we had cheap keyboards in high school and you'd press the demo button and it would go... That should be his entrance music. Yeah, no, something like that. I loved Ortiz's selling of the orange attack because he can't swim. He was fucking terrified in the orange liquid. That was beautiful. Jericho's selling it all night was funny, but I just don't know. It just didn't land for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an old fogey that's going, you know... It was very WWE. It was very type of thing that would make Vince McMahon laugh. Yes, Um, exactly. We don't need Bruce Richard working. Yeah, the demo god bit was a bit... I hated that bit. Um, The rest of it I would have been fine with, but the... Oh, we got to mention the ratings. Fuck off. Yeah, um, which was clever because it had its moment... uh, The problem was they wanted to do the reason why we want to do a rematch when we haven't got a crowd in here to cheer yeah that was and they were trying to get there and it was so and it's Jer- jericho's just trying a new catchphrase the demo god it's it's a new thing um the orange juice landing was like oh but jericho sold it like a champ uh was it you say is it ortiz i can never remember which yeah ortiz was. Yeah. ortiz was hilarious and yeah. the orange juice to me was unimportant because it was the setup for the towel. The towel, the thing, towel like I said, was fantastic. Yes. It was they, beautiful. They needed a way for Jericho to be to handed a towel. towel. Yeah. Now, I get you. I just feel like it's just a bit, you know, remember, I don't care. I, I don't care if you want to go completely ludicrous with AEW or you want this sports feel, but they were commenting that it was going to be this sports feeling wrestling company now they're having orange juice dropped on people hey sports feeling went out the window when yeah. taz described how cage's neck <laughs> is too big it's to take a paradigm shit. <laughs> the yeah, other no. thing is as i've always said uh yep. wrestling is a three-ring circus and any oh, yeah, wrestling yeah, yeah. Show, even if you're trying to be wins and losses matter yeah you still gotta have the clowns and yeah. i love the clowns so yeah you know. so after that we had a very quick jurassic express promo do you want to just run it down quickly <sighs> Marco laughed at the joke they said before and looked really high. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think something else was said afterwards, but I was so angry at Marco's stunt that I missed what Luchasaurus said. 
yeah, I really wasn't paying attention to this because Marco Stunt's becoming this annoying little goblin that's got go away heat for me now. So, X Pack heat. Um, yeah. What do you think, Mark? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, exactly. uh, I've just got written short. Well, Luchasaurus. Do you know what was better? What, what was better than that section was when, uh, literally straight after Jericho trying not to corpse made it to the de- uh, to the uh, desk, and Excalibur was like, "That must have been super embarrassing." A better replay would be really upsetting right about now. <laughs> Excalibur <laughs> and Jericho were on form. Yeah, like the eighteen to forty-nine demographic loves replays, though. That yeah, that crazy. is. Well. I love the bit where Jericho slipped, and yep. um, I think the second time they did it, and then Jericho slipped and nearly went no. Yes, realizing of course that he has to pay <laughs> into getting the. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so good. So Jericho joins the commentary team, and then we have Jurassic Express versus the Elite. The Elite win after Kenny hits the one-winged angel on Marco. What do you think of the match? What score did you give it? Uh, I forgot to rank this. Oh, no. No, I've got two pages of comments. Um, once again, it starts with, is Marco high? Yes. Um, he, he He's looked high like... on his own hype, at least, mate. No, mate. mate I've... I have had experiences with people on drugs, and there was yeah. just a certain fucking manicness yeah. to him. Um, the Jungle Boy rope flip spin land thing he fucking opened with against Nick was wicked. Nick yeah. and Jungle Boy are great together. And I know it was meant to be Kenny is um, went in his shirt and was underestimating Marco. But when we first started watching Marco, I commented that I liked the fact that all of his moves involved him getting like a lot of speed and using momentum. Whereas he, was, he just, yeah. just pulling off moves, just, just you know, just, I don't just like... picking up the best bout machine, you know, just kicking yeah. his ass. It was just like what? Um, then I, I feel I feel a little bit like Jungle Boy is outgrowing Jurassic Express. I'm, I'm sorry to say. I think. He uh, uh, oh, do you know what? Do you know what Luchasaurus did? He did his move, didn't he? He ducked under a double uh, super kick, flipped on his hands, spun his foot round. One of them ducked it. He kicked the other one, kicked the other one, and did a choke slam. Yes. Never seen that before. Uh, then I think we had a thing with uh, oh yeah, then we had FTR and Hangman meeting in the bar. I and, like that uh, bit. That was, yeah, was just cool. like smooth, you know. Just I wrote four. Yeah, uh, yeah. to it. I like the bit where um, Jericho went. Me and Jr. are drinking buddies, and then Excalibur just went, <laughs> "Can I come?" And he just shouted, "No!" And it <laughs> just made me laugh. Right, so there were, there were two Marco-assisted moves in this matches. The oh, one uh, was, was where they throw Marco into the Rana, yeah. and um, and that's good. It works really well. They properly launch him. He lands with momentum, weight from the shoulder, straight and down. And then there was the over-the-side-of-the-ring pyramid, side of the ring pyramid five-second setup. Oh, God. Fucking shit. It's been ripped on all over the internet, and it deserves to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I like that they're trying something new. Don't get me wrong, but it just didn't work. If your move takes takes five people to set up, and like ten seconds, don't it's do too it. Too much. Don't just don't do it. Like I, I keep going back to the things I hated in this match, which is fucking hyperactive power Marco, who's built up on his own fucking hype, and the ten second Rana set uh, uh, destroyer. 
Yeah. Which they were trying to do what Phoenix did last week, but Phoenix did it really. And it was sure, I said it, I, I didn't know whether I hated it or loved it, but at least it was smooth. It's quick. Anything um, in wrestling can get past as long as it's quick. As soon as it's I, slow, you start thinking about it and you go, this is bollocks. I think that's, you know, how it is. In fairness, the majority of this match was smooth and good. And as much yeah. as I'm I'm getting caught up on Luchasaurus's combo he does every match, um, yeah. it was solid. It was smooth. There's just a few things that I really fucking hated in it. So I can't give it a... It, it's not D. It wasn't a shit match. No, it just it was shit It's got to be a C for me. It just didn't... There, there were too many... I think, was, I think it was just trying to be an indie show-off match and it just wasn't smooth enough to be it. I think that's the issue there, boys. But I don't know. One more. Give me a counter-perspective. Fight me. Yeah, come on. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was fast-paced. There was lots of action. Smart. Um, I was kept. <laughs> I was kept watching the whole time. Um, I, I, I said before, I, I'm not that bothered. I don't get taken out. I remember thinking, like, well, this is a bit of a wobbly dance. <laughs> um, yes, mate. <laughs> this is a bit of a wobbly dance. But I don't get taken out too no. much of it. Um, as long as the, the payoff move after the wobbly dance is good, I don't really care quite so much. Um, oh boy, it was a Canadian destroyer. Lucha, <laughs> I remember ah! that was the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's done it better since, have they? <laughs> nobody's done it better than Petey Williams. No, um, Petey Williams was fantastic at it. Um, uh, Shall we move on to the end of it? No, no, Morg's still speaking. You've just got hyped up. Chill out, <laughs> go, Morg. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've said, yeah, I've run, I, I gave it a B and I gave it a B. Plus. It kept me entertained. Oh. There was lots and lots of moves and lots of stuff going on. Um, I thought there was good chemistry between the teams. Uh, as for Luchasaurus's move, it, it's pretty standard. It's a standard wrestling thing that you have a specific set of moves that you do. Yeah, but I criticise it when Nick Jackson does his dodge to uh, Haymakers, uh, uh, Puncher Man, and um, I criticise everybody's for uh, the fucking private party silly string. Yeah. He's got his own one of those there for me now. I don't need to see it in every tag match. Have a couple off, like the Northern Lights rolling Seagull suplexes, or have somebody break the paradigm and get round it. If you're going to have a sequence, if I know if I'm in a fight with you and I do like a double clothesline, my mate, you're going to duck under it, spin, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm going to do? I'll let you kick me in the head with that first kick so my mate can stun you. Just anything. Break the paradigm. Yeah. Uh, so moving on from that. So, yes, uh, Mr. Muir, what score did you give it? I gave it a C. Like I the wrestling, got to be a C then. The wrestling would yeah. be, but then they just let it down through too much carny shit. As much as I love them, <laughs> but it was fun, but that's how I feel. Fucking carnies. Yeah. Uh, Okay, now we can roll on. <laughs> now we had an Hikaru Shida backstage promo. Then we want to talk about Kenny. After that match. Crazy Angry Kenny, punch it. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Cool. We might get Crazy Kenny. Yay. People uh, will learn that the, the cleaner wasn't actually cool. No, they need to learn that the cleaner was not a cool character. As much as I like the cleaner and I like the idea of it, he wasn't cool. All these people going, oh, he's going to be so badass. It's like, cleaner wasn't badass, guys. He was a goofy, goofy man. But yeah, so do we think he's going to go heel? Or... Uh, I think this is going to lead to the tag breakup after he gets yep. paranoid about Hangman and FTR. Nah, that's a good idea. What do you yeah. think, Morg? Yeah, I think I think that's where we're going. I think we're going to see the Kenny heel turn. Yeah. Uh, I think Kenny will dethrone Mox. Yep. 
and Hangman will dethrone Kenny. It's a good time to push Hangman because, yeah. like you said, they tried it at the start and he just wasn't getting over, but now he's completely over. Give him a crowd. Uh, now people are angry that he's not the cool man from Japan, whereas before they didn't know he was the cool man, man from, from Japan. Japan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrestling fans. So fickle. And from one Japan comment, segueing into another, Shida promo. I liked yeah. that. I thought it was solid. Calling out people, see what see what they bring in from that. Because, you know, they haven't got a women's league at the moment, thanks to all the injuries or people being banned from sites and stuff like that. So, yeah, hopefully we'll see some new talent come in through it. What do you think? Uh, are we going to see Tully's daughter? Ooh, that's bold. Ooh. Don't think she's going dub Z. Is she controversy-free yet? No. No. <laughs> she, <laughs> she comes with a lot of baggage. Though. Yeah, she comes with a lot of baggage. And but, not the kind of baggage I can see AEW accepting. But, but if her father keeps on the straight and narrow, you know? There is also, there is, you know, there is the other side to the story where she said, you know, the night after she won the... TNA Championship was the night that all these other women started saying all this stuff on her best night. And this was the Raptor that I believe told me this. So there is that side of the story. You do get a lot of jealousy in the wrestling. I, I believe true. the racist thing was before that, but yeah. uh, the bullying thing was after. She is correct. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, you bring her in for a one off match and you know, see how she gets on with the locker room. That's the advantage of having open challenges and testing your interest. It is talent. a great way to look at them as well and see how they get over with your fan base. A couple of dark matches, give them yep. a shot of the open. What it's what open challenges are great. I'd also like to say I'm really happy they just let uh, Shida speak, they don't subtitle or anything. Her English is really good, but you yep. know, people it, have a habit of subtitling people who have accents. And um, it was nice just to see her being left to talk on her own and let her just do um, her bit. It was great. Um, following on, we're from, all happy with Shida, yeah. Um, following on from that, we had a Mox video promo. Uh, what did you think? Fine. It was a oh, he's promo. grumpy. Oh, he's grumpy. Uh, yeah. I thought he was in a Jimmy Havoc shirt. So <laughs> did I. So did the Raptor. Thankfully, he was not. Thankfully, they explained that later. I was like, no, Mox. It's a bold uh, way. Bold move. Fine. What I expect. Yeah. It was, it was a Mox solid, promo. Solid Mox promo for, ooh, I'm such an edgy bad boy. Yeah, solid C mocks. Yeah, so, Mox. we had the Nightmare Sisters versus Kenzie Page and MJ Jenkins. The Nightmare Sisters win by pinfall. What did you think of the match? What score did you give it? Mmm, <sighs> squash. I love squash. Uh, other than Ali's eye-rolling acting ending, uh, which was actually, you know, she's got very good body language, it was yep. a waste of my time, and that was a waste of our women's representation in this episode, D. Uh, can we just... Yep. Yeah, complete yeah. D, and what, you give you give 10 minutes for the women this show, and it's nothing <laughs> to write home about at all as well, so it's kind of... A bit Normally... Normally we get excited talking about the women's match stuff, and I'll be like, "Morg, yeah, yeah, I'll have a rant. You'll have a, um, you'll yeah. have a rant." And I'm like, "Morg, you're our expert." Blah 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 blah. They're, they're, we can't even have that. No, D. 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 We deserve um, better, and the ladies of AEW deserve better. I was hyped up from the Hikaru Shida. Oh, this yep. is interesting. We're going to get someone in. I'm more hyped up later on when they mention um, 
next week. Um, so yeah. following yeah, on yeah. from that, we have a Nyla Rose in-ring interview with Dasha, mm-hmm. and she announces her manager. Excuse me, it's Vicky Guerrero. Oh, oh God. I rolled my eyes as you said that. Um, I know a lot of people love Vicky Guerrero, and I know her gimmick is to be annoying. annoying. Um, her voice makes my eyes hurt. Yeah. Um, everything about her makes my shit itch. Um, she was made for healing. She, she was so, made for healing. I, I don't know if I can judge it properly yet. I, I hate the cougar gimmick. Um, I'm down with the cougar gimmick and that sort of thing. If she was with a shit-eating male, you know, heel, you know, that's going to go for the championship. Like I feel she works with she Edge. she was with Edge and yeah, with she, Dolph Ziggler. Exactly, mate. Exactly. She, why, does she, why is she with a monster heel? It doesn't really make sense to me. That's uh, my feelings on it. I feel like she's only really good with the shit-eating, you know. I hate it, but I can't judge it yet. No. I hate her, and I don't know if that's just her character or the actuality of it. Um, I'm going to have to wait and judge. I don't think I can fairly judge this for no. my sheer fucking raging hatred for everything that her character at least represents. <laughs> I've, I've heard her interviewed. Vicky herself seems like a lovely, lovely, lovely person. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, he's doing very well then. <laughs> her character is supposed to make your... So, to be fair, she's doing really well. She's doing great, but like I said, I don't know why she's with a monster heel. It just doesn't make sense to me in storytelling, but no, we'll see where it goes. He's got to make me like hating her as opposed yeah. to just hate her, basically. <laughs> that is very you, fair as well. Are you pro it or anti it, Morg? You are the women's expert. Uh, I don't think Nyla, Nyla can talk. Yeah, it's she another doesn't person her. who can talk. And as much as I love Vicky, uh, I don't know if I'm completely with Muir. Um, somebody like she'd have been better off with someone like Cage. Yeah. Maybe not Cage. Maybe because Cage doesn't necessarily. I think she would have been great with Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. Like she um, tries to get over with him and stuff like that, and just ex- just expanding that storyline, I think would have worked really well. But um, or if you turn Jerry Janela heel, yeah, um, I yeah, think he yeah. could he could um, play it. The, yeah, she she needs a toy boy. Um, yeah, I don't think any of the women in AEW need a manager the only one maybe if you brought a bunch of the joshis in who don't speak very good english at all and you gave them and you have to be very careful with how you do that and i'd be more tempted to put them in a stable with um shida and just let shida do the talking uh to be honest because she talks because she she does Uh, pretty good english and and i'm always wary about putting you know yeah overdoing them. Uh, I had the best idea for Nyla's manager. I say yeah. I did, I stole it offline. Um, <laughs> That's how we get all our ideas these days. Yeah. Uh, imagine, imagine if Nyla's manager had been a badder. And she, uh, what do you think? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Just make zombie noises and strain blood. Or if, uh, she'd male, or if she'd had a male manager. I don't know which type of legend you bring in for someone like Nyla. I don't think she needs one. She's a monster heel. She doesn't need a manager. Well, it's a very old school thing. The monster heels all had a manager. Yeah, but she doesn't need it. She's not Goldberg. Mostly because they couldn't fucking talk. Everybody else has fucking got one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Cody hasn't. Cody has a head coach. Oh, that's that's, (laughs) that's completely different. 
<laughs> internal uh, streaming intensifies. So, <laughs> moving on, we had to the AEW Championship match, which was Cage <sighs> with Taz versus Mox. Mox wins after Taz um, throws in the towel. Uh, what did you think of the match? What score did you give the match? We'll talk about what happened afterwards. After. Right. Friday. Give me a second, I'm going to pace myself. Go, Nick. On, on Friday, uh, we saw a friend of ours that doesn't really watch wrestling that much, but we showed him a picture of Cage, just the man Cage, and went, do you feel this is the man that needs his manager to throw in the towel for him? And he just went, no, that man is a monster. Why would he need that? You know? And that's gonna, just my feeling on it. I'm going to try to do this unbiased and yeah. talk about the match before I talk about what I think of the ending. Yes. Uh, no. Mostly it was solid. Obviously, they had to go outside the ring because apparently Moxie doesn't like taking or doing big moves. So you don't do them on the floor. You just hit each other. Uh, we saw a torture rack. That was cool. I've not seen a proper torture rack in ages. And I believe Cage can put you in a torture rack. And I like you... the bit where Cage was curling Mox. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Um, they're both very quiet wrestlers. And I think the lack of crowd hurt the match because of that. Because when you've got noisy wrestlers and wrestlers who banter, you, you don't feel the dead air as much. <laughs> the mid-rope superplex was, again, fucking baller. Um, I have a, a couple of comments which just say, oh boy, a dramatic armbar. My last three comments are, my last three notes, a Taz threw in the towel. What? No. Um, I like that I, you didn't I get pinned. Better in our messages. I like that the paradigm shift didn't work on him because his neck's too big. Neck too big. <laughs> I uh, did like that. Um, that was good. I'm going to rant about this later. I think realistically from a wrestling point because i like limb work i like things being taken into account would have been nice if this had been if the torn bicep had been mentioned i don't know anywhere in this feud more than 20 minutes before the actual fight yeah uh, i think i have to say the match was solid i don't like mox's uh, style and excluding the ending and my personal feelings about it it's probably a c of an all right match I'd with the ending I hate it, and I want it to die, and I gave it a D. Yeah, I would agree with those ratings. And I'd, on the ending, I'm really confused why you need to dub-see-dub book it, where you have two different things happening at the end. Why not just have the Darby? A, it's just a vector to give Darby the FCW I know he cap. is, but we can get into that later. Ah! <laughs> so I gave it a B plus. Oh! Okay. This was a really solid match. They both looked really strong. Um, the Taz throwing in the towel. This is now, I'm actually paraphrasing from the Raptor here. She really liked it. I really liked it. Stopped Cage looking weak. Cage no, didn't, didn't fucking give in the towel. It didn't. Uh, Taz, no, Taz threw in the towel it, because it he's an matter. idiot, which leads to which stops Cage. And then Cage proved by not wanting to give in afterwards and wanting to keep fighting that there was nothing wrong with him and Taz shouldn't have thrown in the towel. This if, will if hopefully he... lead to Taz fucking off and Cage turning face. If he'd broken the um, the submission at the moment, like if he'd if the, the the towel had got, if he'd kicked out at three point one, you know what I mean? Yeah. If he'd have uh, managed to pick him up or roll his feet out just at the moment, or just the after towel the went in. Yeah. He didn't. He, he was just still in the hole until Moxley. I, I'm against you on this one. I'm, I'm willing sorry, to, Mark. 
Yeah, you you can. Yeah, I don't. Of I think it was the way. It was a better way to protect Cage. You shouldn't have been in that situation in the first place. More well, than that later, I don't think Darby interfering would have just well, been the better way. See, that was my, not... now. I now that's what I originally thought, and the Raptor thought that was a terrible idea compared to what they did. I'm I am, I'm paraphrasing her thoughts here. Yeah, yeah, um, because she didn't think that she didn't think that would have actually that would have made as much sense, and it wouldn't have helped with the what goes on at the end, which storyline-wise doesn't make sense. So I'll go on to that. Uh, Cage then beats down on Mox. Lights go out. Darby Allen comes in for the save um, with the skateboard off the top ramp, which was really... It's a really well-painted skateboard. Um, it yeah. is cool. Um, ends with Mox and Darby doing the fist bump, which I like because they've always been... They're the two outsiders, and they're the only two that have always been there backing each other up. That's good callback to previous storytelling, which, yeah, I, that, I, do, yeah. which I really did appreciate. It's the fact that... But they've always been sort of together and backing I've, each other up. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, always... That is good. They, they make sense as well because they're the two outsiders. <laughs> Neither of them have any friends, inverted commas, in the, you know, right. backstage. But they've watched each other's backs due to... Always, and it's always been due to reasons. It's always been due to having a problem with the one that the other one's facing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I I enjoyed the match. I thought they both looked solid as hell. I didn't. I thought the towel throwing in was a bit. I agree with you. It would have been much better had Cage just just broken the hold as the towel hit, and then but had I a bit of animosity between the two of them. Like, him, who can stop the, the path, path of, of Cage? Cage. Well, one more <laughs> The first um, person that he's. Thought that isn't a jobber. Stop the path of Bobby Cage. runs out, interferes in some way. You do it in a friend esque way for Moxley or whatever. It doesn't matter. Moxley is uh, disqualified. He retains the title. He's still um because you don't lose on that. The loss doesn't really count because he didn't lose it. Cage is um got his win. Doesn't need to give over the FTW title. Yep. My idea was better. <laughs> the other the other problem with that is you automatically set that Cage has now got to have a rematch with Mox instead of moving on to face Darby, who he's supposed to have been feuding with from the beginning. Don't write that. You can always have a rematch and Mox can beat him the hard way then, and then Mox will look better for beating somebody he was technically losing to last time. You build your champion that way. Sorry. I have anger about this. I'm, we'll uh... discuss it later. We're going to get yeah, into that. Yeah. But... Um, I'm willing to concede it. It's it. It could be a high C, low B. I, yeah. I am willing to get put aside my personal hatreds and uh, and allow yeah. you. That. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I can concede it to a C, and I, I'm happy for it to have been an okay match. I think we can all agree it could have been done better. I think that's the thing that we're all on here. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah, so, exactly. That was Fight for the Fallen. Overall, Solid. C? High C, possibly High C. a low B. The good moments are good and are longer than the short moments that annoy me. I'm really uh, excited for some of the matches next week. And yes. they revealed next week's matches. And I I'm more excited for next week. <laughs> I popped like fuck. Hangman versus five. Oof, that's going to be good. Which one was that one? Hangman versus Hangman five. Hangman versus five. That's going to be yeah, awesome. Yeah, be solid. I'm building up to the other one. Um, yep. Yeah, <laughs>
and Ivelisse versus uh, Del Monte. More women! I think we're all fans of Evie. Yeah, she was one of my favourites in um, Lucha Underground. She's been one of my favourites. Yes, and if she signs to AEW, I'll be able to get an Ivelisse t-shirt that doesn't look shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like I her on, they... on the t-shirt shop. The... She doesn't shatter this time, and yeah. uh, the sales of her being a bit of a diva are overrated. Let's get, or she's grown. It has been many hopefully years. Hopefully, she's grown as a person, and hopefully, her bones have got a bit stronger because she's fantastic when she's in the ring. Scorpion kick thing is one oh, of my favorite. Beautiful. So that was our review of the week. As you can see, a little bit more divisive than we've normally been. Yeah. So uh, now would be the section where we would ask for if there are any questions. This week, nobody has sent in any questions. If you do want to send in questions, ideas for things for us to book, um, stuff for us to rant about, stuff for us to get argumentative about, stuff for us to all agree on, we are wrestleopinionated at gmail.com, wrestleop on Facebook or wrestleop1 on Twitter. You might even get a response from one of us. So I will respond on Twitter. I, I check it daily. <laughs> Um, click hearts on wrestlers posts so it's, it's that time <laughs> it's that time so w we've been really positive we've booked on the fly because we haven't wanted to be negative but it's back but it's, it's time more it's time <laughs> it's, a genuine anger i do too i'm joining in so i'm gonna hand over to mr strange and mr muir because it is time oh. for their rant of the week oh. hi there I'm your new slab-chested juggernaut character to be introduced to your league. You may know me from other promotions, for, from such examples as um, 98K. Well, you're a big boy. Well, I am a big boy. What I need is an unstoppable reign of destruction to make me look like a monster. Ooh. Oh, that'll be good. Won't it? Well, you will all enjoy that. Cool. Welcome to the show. Here's your uh, story. You'll go, you'll be mainline straight into a champion fight. Don't worry about it. Straight in. You're going to look like a fucking badass. You're going to come even... out and look great, mate. The match will even be good. Um, and then uh, you're going to lose, obviously. And then you're going to get smashed down to a feud more in the mid-cardy area. Oh, you're going to get a few matches on dart where you get at least five seconds to do oh, your finisher. Do I get to fight Marco Stunt? You'll probably get to fight Marco Stunt afterwards because he'd have laughed at you. This oh. has happened five, oh, five, five times. I have to throw in the uh, Booker T there. <laughs> We've seen it. So oh. I'm, I'm going to work up in fucking power rankings. We'll start at the bottom ten. ten. got to see. We got to see Preston to Vance. Be on fair dark. with Preston Vance, he does have an injured arm, so we've got to yeah, give yeah. him that one. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm building up. I'm going to go through yep. these fucking rings. Oh, Ten, yeah. huge. We all went fuck, and they went. He's got a match with Moxley. And we're like, whoa, this could be fucking baller. Over breaks his arm. Oh. Back down you go. Whoosh, off you go. Goodbye, Michael Stunt. Ten is the least experienced of our examples here. He is the. Uh, Oh, the, uh, the the most growing. Wardlow, MJF, the biggest enemy to Cody, hires himself an enforcer solely for fighting Cody to beat the fuck out of him. We get the heel build, so obviously you know, we, got, we know Cody's got to win, and it took him a while, and Wardlow looked badass. What's Wardlow doing now? Fun. Sure, we're getting great matches with him, but he's just, just back down you go. Back down. Woo! You can have a match with Marco Stunt on Dark. 
Look how far you can throw him. Lance. Lance fucking oh, Lance Archer. Every the devastated guy. NJPW. Man who smashes people in and around the ring at all time. A six foot six Texan death machine who has the agility of bunch of things straight in. He's going for the TNT title. He's got an old legend who specializes in fucking dodgy moves. Here's your championship match against Cody. Oh, you've lost. Now you can feud with Sonny and Joey, who have been off the show for most of the fucking time. Wee! Don't forget your Marco stunt match. Do you get a little ticket when you when you lose yeah. against the champion? Here's your rematch with Marco stunt. I would argue oh, Brody, no. Brody, Brody looked the strongest out of all of these. His match with Mox made him look like a fucking beast. In fact, in the uh, cage match, they were like, nobody's kicked out of the paradigm shift. I was like, Brody took two. One yeah. through the floor. Where, where did he go afterwards, Nick? Where did he go afterwards, Morg? What happened after he lost he's his on- He's a plot vector for Colt Cabana, which is fine. We love Colt Cabana. Colt's Not great. Top of the card. Oh, <sighs> Cage. Cage. Possibly the henchiest human being I've ever seen. The man can do moonsaults. The man can do fucking cruiserweights. He lifted a fucking ladder with a man on. They buried him in Literally. stuff. it <laughs> out of fucking shit. He looked like a monster. I was on board at last. This is the Crushinator. And then they put him in a plot with Mox for the championship. And I was like, no, no, fucking God, no. And what happened? What the fuck Ch- happened? He goes in, just fucking gets, loses. Tile taken off him. Don't worry, that none of this actually mattered. This was just a fucking plot vector so you could give the fucking FTW belt, which nobody who isn't from the fucking the 90s. <laughs> Give the shit about to Darby Allen because he's edge fucking tastic. Great. Can we not just have one juggernaut monster? You know what you do? You don't book them in a championship fight. Just yeah. have them wandering around, smashing people. Do you remember when people had to work up the ranks to get their title matches? Do you remember that? When MJF yeah. was like, I have not lost. I have fought my way up and now is my title match. Scorpio Sky, I am the top of the card. Here's my title match. No, big man walk in. Get Get big title shot, lose, smash down. Give me a ninety-eight cane. Give me an Undertaker. Give me a fucking, give me a fucking APA. I don't give a shit. Just give me some. Just give me a storyline where it doesn't end with him losing against the champion two weeks after he's fucking shown up. It's fucking ridiculous. The mid-card story that was obviously originally written for him. Yeah, just give him the mid-card. Fighting a champion doesn't make you look hard. No. It, it can make you look cool. You can have a great match, but it doesn't actually win you anything. If When it's over, you are no longer that. Don't give them title shots. It's fine. Most people's favorite wrestlers are defined by how they look, how they act, and their moveset. Being in a title match no longer elevates you. This is what went wrong with dub, uh, WWE. We all got sick of the only fucking wrestlers mattering being the five people who give a fuck about the championship and then lose to John Cena slash Roman Reigns slash Bork Lesnar, whichever fucking home-based yeah. bullshit person they've stuck at the top of their card. I'm sick of it. Just give me a big dude and let him be a big dude. There's Just, so fucking many of them. I can't wait for FTR to have their tag match against Kenny and Hangman lose so they can get on with their feud with the Bucks because that's the only reason there. So obviously if they have a title match, it doesn't fucking matter. Ah! 
it's the belts are coming before the storylines and it makes no sense it's like the booking seems to be a bit off especially for the big dude and it's like i know they're trying not to be the land of the giants they're trying not to be WWE, but stop booking your big lads in they don't need it just let them be characters everyone remembers rikishi he didn't get belts he didn't get top championship fights He's just my normal go-to wrestler for... Everybody remembers Rikishi. You don't need to fucking have them have the belt. Just leave them to it. Give them good storylines. If you want to later, just let them fight up the ranks. I can't wait for Will Hobbs' match against Cody. It's going to be great when Cody crossroads him three times to wins and he can just go back down to fighting fucking whoever. I'm just sick of it. I'm just... I like cruiserweights. I like flippy shit. Uh, I like people under six foot who can spin through the air like they're breaking physics. I like cool tag team moves. I like swinging net breakers. I like spinning DDTs. But deep in our heart, we all love the big dude. (laughs) Everybody loves the juggernaut character. That big dude who walks off. I remember, um, is it Matt Murdock, the blueprint who was in uh, TNA, who was just proportioned like a regular man, but like up to six foot eight. Just stomped around throwing people about breaking them. It was cool. They didn't really start to get title shots until TNA started. 98 Kane. 98 Kane, the ultimate of them. Yeah. The Undertaker was the original. Don't do flips or anything. Do your walkie stuff. Look hard. And how many big, important title shots has the Undertaker gone for? He's had Uh, a few. Actually, he's had quite a lot. And he did get pushed straight into one with Hogan with a really screwy finish. Yeah, but Hogan. <laughs> Compared to every other big dude, he has mostly just had some titles round and about and defended his streak. They invented a thing for the, him. The problem is, and I don't think it's big dudes. This okay. is the thing. I don't think it's big dudes. This is the AW problem at the minute. Stop fucking debuting big names and putting them straight in a title card when they're not ready for it. If you think they're a mid-carder, they're a fucking mid-carder. mid-carder. So put them in the fucking mid-card and just, let them get over with the fans and move their way up. Like, like the old days. Like yeah. The Rock and Stone Cold and Triple H and yeah. and Shawn Michaels. These are all names who went on to become fucking legends and they all feuded together for the Intercontinental Championship, moved their way up and feuded together for the World Championship exactly. because you move up the card. Stop putting them straight at the top of the card. Cage should never have won that fucking match. No. He should have been buried and Darby Allen should have won it. And then he should and have Cage broken out and it wouldn't yeah. have mattered. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah, we Mox, could have that feud off the bat. And Mox and Darby Allen could have had their second match. They could have fist bumped at the end, and you'd have had you'd have still had this storyline where you've got these two people that will watch each other's backs and they've got the mutual respect because they put each other through hell in this match. And Cage could have gone off to do something else with someone else. I Cage or Wardlow needs to turn face because I yeah, want Warren. Cage versus Wardlow. Is yeah. it because they've both got super smiley faces as well, so they both fit the pair uh, the I, uh, face? It's but, not yeah. that. I, I just I want Cage versus Wardlow. I think they will have a fucking. Yeah. They both have great match. Yeah. They're both they're they're lucha underground big guys. Yes, they're yeah. not. They're not. Wardlow is my snack. replacement for Mil Mertes. Let's be honest here. That's and what I feel of him. He's Cage got that. Yeah, replacement Cage. For Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just so. T- despondent isn't it it's just like why are you doing this it's just short-term booking i'm sorry 
we all love like a proper unstoppable juggernaut strong guy. Uh, yeah. But you can't title book them. You just can't because no. they ruin everything. Uh, you can't title book them unless you're going all the way, and it's too early to go all the way on any of them. Exactly. Let people warm up to them. Just and giving know. them a bunch of squash matches on dark does. Oh, we're all back on the same page now, aren't we? After the end of <laughs> it, doesn't do anything. I'm sorry, I don't care. I see everybody squashing people on dark. Giving a big man the squash against Pineapple Pete doesn't make a difference. He gets squashed by fucking everyone. Give the <laughs> names to squash if you want to build them. Uh, uh, to be fair. Lance should have been in the feud with Joey Janella and Sunny Kiss first. Yep. Building up. I don't know. I would have had MJF versus Cody for the belt, and I'd have got rid of that fucking cross that MJF's got on his back because that fucking undefeated streak is going to become a fucking. It's going to be albatross around his neck. It's going to be. Thank you. That's the analogy I was looking for. He's going to be coming at albatross. Yeah. um, Around his neck at some point, you could. You'll start getting fucking bored of it. And then the only thing but, he can do is lose that undefeated streak. I think and this then goes no matter into who our discussion, him, really. the wrong person. So let's move on. Let's <laughs> move on from the rant. Let's move on to our discussion. Mr. Muir, you came up with a discussion for us this week. Right. Do we feel that AEW are booking too short term or do you think they've got the long term going ahead? Because I'm really starting to feel like I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Me and Strange always go, it's, oh, it's Gado booking. It's Gado booking. The guy that books NJPW where he books things like years in advance if he can. But I'm really starting to feel like they're just short-term booking three-week pushes off like Vince McMahon at the moment. But I'd love to hear your boy's opinion on that. I'm somewhere going to be contrarian, so I'm going to let more lead. So... I think one of the reasons we're getting a lot of... Sh- I think they opened with long-term booking. Excuse me. I think they opened with a lot of long-term booking, and then the coronavirus happened. Yeah, this and it is... Has, it, we, I don't think we can judge anything on... So we are on episode 18 of this podcast, and I believe me and Strange worked out last week that our first episode of this podcast was the first week with no crowd if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about, that's 18 weeks. We haven't missed a week. That's 18 weeks we've been doing this. That's 18 weeks we haven't had a crowd. And I, you can't book, and it's difficult to book because you can't, the only thing they have got to go on is merch sales. That's yeah. it. That's all you can tell on who's, this is why Orange Cassidy is in the main event with Jericho. Now, if the crowds were there, I'm pretty sure Orange Cassidy would be in the main event with Jericho. Yes. Feel like he is that over yeah um, but the thing is you can still you can still plan a bit ahead guys it doesn't mean that you need to bring in like we were saying the big dude straight into the championship match that's short-sighted short-term booking at its worst right. so. uh, um, okay so we've had uh, we've changed a few opinions and some of them are the uh, results of long booking some of them are the results of improv okay. and, yep. um, so we hated Hangman and Britt oh, and, God, the yes. and the best friends at the start. We well, uh, didn't Hangman, hate the best friends, but yeah. Hangman has had um, good long-term booking. We've seen the development Beautiful. of his character and the development with Kenny and the story with the books. That's good. It's good. It's the tight. best friends haven't really grown in story. We just like them. Yeah. 
tag, tag team league is the best division for long-term booking um, currently, by far. The Dark Order and Brit we hated, but I think they've been won over more by improvised story changes, if I'm honest. The things have changed and they've been more on the fly turned into characters we like. So there's a laziness to it, but it's worked. On the counter side, we really liked Private Party when we first saw them with all their flamboyant. Oh, God, yes. And now we're bored of them. And has their story really moved on? Have they actually grown? Or is is long-term booking only for certain characters? Like, oh, coming in, joining the Dark Order seems to be something which has been shortly improvised, but seems to be yep. going well. I'm enjoying his things with uh, SCU and it's tied Cold to order. So I think I think it's a mix. I think we've got some. They're trying to. Um, it's what I was told when uh, running uh, LARP, live action role play, for people who aren't listening. Uh, you do a one event plot, a three event plot, and a one year plot. So people who were there for just that moment can see what's going on, have a good time. People okay. who sort of in and out can uh, get the midterm bit and understand what they like. And people who were there for the long game can see the growth and how these things come together. The problem is just some of the short-term plots we've got. Uh, if they don't grow, oh, like Derby Mox is a is a long-term plot, possibly a mid-term plot. But like the FTW belt thing just feels fucking thrown out there for the sake of getting some stuff. And I don't know, like, do they have different departments writing different? Because they don't. Well, everybody no, writes I their own. Tony Khan, that there's a. I think Tony Khan is writing most things because we we gave him props for the yeah the weekend when he had to rewrite everything. Um, the Dark Order fell on its ass at first, and they are fighting, and they've managed to get it back together, mainly by relying on the comedy of the charisma the guys, of the characters, the charisma of the of the wrestlers, and yeah. the, the 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 comedy chops of the guys with what they're doing on BTE, and yeah. then the more serious side. Um, I think one of the things that AW is suffering from at the minute is um, their so they keep on I've, I've lost my train a little bit where i was thinking of um then they're booking things too quickly that so they're booking these guys in and they're going right we've got to put we've got to push you've got to push you've got to push this guy yeah and they're doing that whole impact booking thing it's that thing i was scared about i mean i've said it before the wwe man comes where, in and i know strange, strange is now seething because we've said a wwe but you yeah know, but we somebody know from somewhere else a big name from somewhere else who was yep. a mid carder somewhere else has come in and they've pushed them because they were a name and because they've got a beef with the opposition yep. um and they've 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 pushed them up the car. Now you bring in someone like Adam Cole, and I expect Adam Cole to be pushed up with the Young Bucks and the rest of the Elite because he's a member of the fucking Elite, and they're yeah. completely ignoring that storyline. <clears throat> there isn't a mid to lower card member of the Elite. Cody is the nearest. They are they the have. Elite. <laughs> yeah, Cody is the nearest to a mid card, and that's because he's got the mid card title. Yeah. Um, um, I I I, I don't. Uh, I don't I feel... think you can use Corona as a defense for it because it's, you know, it's... I think, I think you could 18 weeks ago. I yeah. think you could 16 weeks ago. I think you could 12 weeks ago. Wouldn't you hit, like, two months? Months of it, yeah. Time to maybe start writing your stories like this is going to continue and then deal with it when it doesn't, basically. You can't keep booking on the fly when the fly, you know, it, it, it might, might be here for ages. It's been... What do you say? Eighteen weeks. This is yep. our eighteenth podcast. 
So, Jesus. So, oh, why? Four. The first four weeks, 100% with you, boys. I'm 100% with you. Do what you can. But yeah. why not just go, well, this guy's going to wrestle with Pac, but Pac may not be here for these two months. So, we'll just keep that on the back low. We don't need to actually do that right now. Let's just, you know, carry on with the other storylines. It's not like we need to see every wrestler every week. We can get a big uh, pop for them when they come back with the long-term booking. To show how organic things can go over with people you haven't over-pushed in situation, look how much people love the Lucha Bros and Butcher and the Blade together. And that's 100%. literally filler. And they have become, like, fucking fan favourites. This little team of, like, Miami, Butcher, Gangster, Thugs, and... The Lucha Bros. Housing Estate Kids. Yeah. Um, I think... We have to give them the fucking benefit of the doubt, mostly due to the Rona, but we should now really start expecting things to look up and go somewhere else. Like, how, how long are we meant to be on hold for, basically? I think and... one of the other problems is, as well, just yep. um, thinking about it, is we have just had effectively three pay-per-views in a row. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Now, Fight for the Fallen did happen just after Fighter Fest, but Fight for the Fallen... It, it was a bit of a different thing. It was a special show for, and it's their charity show, and I hope they do it every year. I like it. I also it. hope they move it slightly away. Because that's been month. the other problem. Yeah. yeah, that's been the other problem, because we've all we've done is we've just booked to these, and it's three pay-per-views. Now, we've got the Joey Janela Sunny Kiss story that was interesting, but that's now become the Lance Archer story. Yeah. Um, whereas I liked seeing the coming together of those two faces into a team. And the two Jersey boys. Um, yep. You assume they'd be uh, rivaling with a tag team, not one not large one lad. Yeah. Well, you've got to get Lance Archer back over again, haven't you? Because yeah, he's lost in Because he lost to Cody. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I mean. This is the short-term booking coming to bite them in the ass with their yep. long-term booking. You know, why did Lance need to come in versus Cody? It was bollocks. Cody didn't need putting over. Cody was strong enough. Yeah? Uh, yeah, Lance know. needed to come in. I don't know who you'd... This is the other thing that they are... Lance should have won, and then Cody could have had 10 weeks fighting back to take it back from Lance, and then we'd rate the title a lot more. Cody would have it. Lance has looked like a monster and has gone back off to do other things, Yeah, and Cody is a fucking hero for getting it. Cage should not have come in as a heel. I don't think Cage should have come in with the title shot and or no, but it, it heel. also shouldn't come in as a heel. Yeah. Um, what, one thing that AEW are desperately missing, and I know I've said it repeatedly. Um, Your EC3 coming in as a face. They need, <laughs> they need a monster baby face. They do yeah. not have a monster baby face. Um, they don't have a 98 cane. No. Because if I'm if if I'm in the right thoughts here, ninety eight Kane is that not is ninety eight Kane Kane's debut or is it just after when well, he came in? He came in ninety seven, but yes, he was he was a babyface. He was he coming in as the burnt turn, child that was started, coming for revenge. He started as he started to turn babyface. Is it during the DX time or is that a little bit later? He turned face with Road Dog for the tag team titles, wasn't it? If I remember, I don't know. The thing is, I spell my name. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you, Morgan. No, I would, pack. yeah. I would love to have a monster baby face, but before we get anywhere near a monster baby face, I'd like a heel. Just, just one effective heel. Yeah. Apart from just maybe a single, 
MJF. I was going to say, you've got your effective heel. It's MJF. It's true, but he's nowhere near the top of the card at the moment. He's he's not. It's just a shit-eating heel, though, isn't he? He only wins by hook or crook. It's that he's not number one contender for Mox's championship. I mean, he was, but... Yeah, but then he wasn't. <laughs> Cage got the magic get jobbed badge that let him oh. run into a fight to get the prestigious get job badge. Yeah, you remember when this started? We said it must be great to go W because if you're a heel, you go to a match with Cody and he makes you look like a million dollars, and if you're a face, you go to a match with Jericho, Jericho. And, he makes you look, and you look like a uh, million dollars. And now, uh, now, now, Mox just makes you eat shit. I'm just so bored of watching the same thing happen again. Um, so, yeah, no, I would love a monster heel, and I'm with you. And yeah. I honestly think Wardlow would be the best one for it when he uh, breaks. As much as I also think Cage is friend-shaped, uh, I think him and Team Taz uh, throwing Ricky Starks and some other people as the counter for your coming four horsemen. Four. But four. We, need, we need more heels. <laughs> just not um, saying four mid-podcast. Four. Um, <laughs> I've also would like to throw another one into your rant. Yep. Oh, Jake Hager. Oh, God. Like I forgot him. about Jake, Jake Hager. Hager. The yeah. ultimate fighting, never been defeated in. Just Bellator. got his ass eating. Yeah, I know, he did again, just yeah. I, I know again, strange that you, that you don't like the, but if you're using the, this guy is legitimate. Super tough, fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're 100% it, it, right. He's a prize fighter. Yeah. Refer to him as a prize fighter like they did with Kevin Owens. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he did lose to a proper dusty finish, which is, a, you know, an actual complete one, which is pretty amazing. Oh, yeah, Jake God. Hager as well. There's another one. Why would it end? Don't Dicks. put them in those fucking matches. Yeah. Jake Hager they- is the inner circle enforcer until the point that Jericho overuses him and he does and then he breaks free. Yeah. And then he goes in and he takes out the heel champion. Yeah. As a baby uh, face. Hager is the weakest of all of the uh, the ones we were talking about in my opinion. Uh, not in yeah. like stats, not in kayfabe stats, but in um how much I enjoy watching him in actual personality. Yes. But back to Enford. He's, he's still yeah. He's you still know, just, I think so Hager I, could do a an old Kurt Angle because we know he's got. He could do the goofy. Yeah, we he know could. he's got a goofy sense of humor, and he could do that old goofy sense of humor that snaps into. Oh, I think you seem to have forgotten who the fuck I am. Yeah, and yeah. I always like that from a from a, a a strong baby face, one who can be goofy. Even John Cena used to do it really well. Kurt Angle was my favorite, which is he actually did it in a promo with John Cena, and it's one of my all time favorite promos. Um, um, I think what we've we've uh, come to here, what we've established is not necessarily that the long booking is weak. The long booking is fine. The yep. short booking is shit. It's terrible. Okay. So we're on the is level that... of Bruce Pritchard, Vince McMahon, yeah. three-week booking is the short-term booking, but the long-term booking seems to be nice yeah. and stable. All the, it's, all the lo- we, we, it's getting scarily Vince Russo. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it is. You're not Andrew's wrong. Drew's dimes. He might have made shit and he might have destroyed He is it. dimes. He made fucking dollar bills, y'all. Look at the ratings back then. Yeah. Uh, he made dollar bills when he had Vince McMahon as a filter above him. 
Two negatives make a positive. Positive. <laughs> well, no, old Vince used to actually be able to do. Sorry, no, say old Vince is dying. Young, young yeah. Vince. Yeah. Old Vince, young Vince, yeah. could actually do it, and he could take the stuff that Russo was writing, and, and it went through the Vince filter, yeah. and it turned into gold. Yeah. Because we proved this, because when Russo went to WCW, he didn't have that filter. No. no. And then he was wandering around the rings with models holding a belt. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. What a Make class. it stop. Um, yeah, no, bad long, good long-term, bad, currently bad short-term. I can't say it's been... I can't say we've had long-term bad short-term booking. Um, but recently, it's been a bit toss. Yeah. Keep Ricky Starks away from any championships. Please. So, yes. There you have it. That's our show for the week. There's been lots of ranting and lots of complaining and lots of discussion. We would like to thank uh, Anchor.fm for for hosting the uh, sponsor, and he said, uh, for hosting the website. If you want to find us, we are Wrestle Opinionated on Anchor.fm, Wrestle Opinionated on Spotify and on YouTube. Mr. Muir. As always, please send us stuff. We love to discuss other things, not just the stupid things I think of or Strange thinks of or Morg thinks of. So thank you very much for listening. And if you'd like to contact or leave us a message, please send an email to wrestleopinionated at gmail.com, WrestleOP on Facebook, and WrestleOP1 on Twitter. Over to you, Strange. Um, I was going to do the Philip DeFranco challenge and I've made notes, but shouting about big guys has brought my head my headache back pretty fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've exaggerated myself. Cheers for listening, uh, everybody out there. We do appreciate it. If you uh, could click the little like button, whatever the Spotify little like button is, the anchor like button, uh, share, subscribe. Every little view means a lot to us as we do actually really like doing this. And... Um, yeah, share, subscribe, like, speak on Twitter. I'll respond to you. Maybe we can have some lols and shit post about things. Please, you know, help spread our message. Back to you, Morg. All that's left now is goodbye and good night.